minutes, lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton. Right, and welcome back to the Waff Pod. It's been a minute, but we're back. We've missed a lot, but we're here <sighs> now. I've missed a couple of races. Yeah, well, I've just needed... Just let me spit some shit out, and then we can yep, get going. Yep, All yep. right, so, Max Verstappen, is he unstoppable? Is he going to lose a race this year? Yes, he already has, but will Red Bull lose a race this year? It's looking unlikely. Ferrari, finally starting to show some pace. It seems like sprint weekends are just their thing. Maybe we'll get a great contest for P2 if Aston Martin can start to pull their weight with some upgrades and maybe Lance Stroll can start to show up. McLaren, they finally bring upgrades. They're they looking work. good. This weekend, they could be a sniff. Piastri with some upgrades too. Rumours of a chrome livery. This could be massive. Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney and Michael B. Jordan, they join an investment group and they're buying a stake in Alpine. Now, we've had Welcome to Wrexham. Will we get Welcome to Endstone? It's all happening. Obviously, horrible news throughout the week. Delano, Vanterhof uh, in, what was it, like a... F4. Essentially an F4 equivalent competition. Horrible, horrible death. Mm -hmm. uh, hate to see it. Rocks the motorsport world. Um, I think the worst bit about it is it had to be at Spa. Um, yeah, not ideal. Questions obviously starting to get raised from that. Uh, what will happen to Spa in the future? Is it the end of the iconic track? Now, obviously... Most recent weekend gone, the Austrian Grand Prix at the Nürburgring. Uh, track limits galore. Lewis Hamilton, Esteban Ocon, both at the centre of that. Hamilton, Mercedes, big drama it felt like this weekend. Seems like we're about to boil over. But before we get into any of that, Mitch, how you been? Yeah, I mean, I've been great. I think the uh, Austrian Grand Prix proved to us that um, you can have a great race even if Max Verstappen is going to eliminate the floor and the first lap I, I was sitting there watching i'm going oh my god is charles leclerc gonna overtake max verstappen are possible. we about to get a race no he didn't but he tried and that's what that's what counts maybe it's on the cards for silverstone well it was a uh, it was exciting to see that um he was very close to being i think the first ever race driver to have a grand slam on a sprint weekend but unfortunately there was about two corners in the sprint where Perez took the lead. So uh, that'll get you. Does um, that not count? Well, mate, for you, have to, be leading you have to the lead every lap. lap of the race. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have seen a graphic about it. I'm not 100% sure on the Grand Slam rules, but I'm pretty sure he's just missed out. Maybe he's just doing too many these still days. Still a so. pretty clean mm. sweep. Now, I mean, going over this weekend, um, the race was obviously great, but if we're going to talk about the Red Bull dominance first, Max Verstappen, the ball's on him. 70th lap. He's already leading the race. His teammate has the fastest lap. He's got a 20-second buffer, and he comes into pit for new medium tyres, goes out, and sets the fastest lap. And, like, it'd be... Okay, if he was 15 points ahead in the championship, for me, I'm like, okay... And his arch-rival was currently sitting yeah, with the fastest lap in that you'd race. You'd go, okay, I'd go for it. He's 70-something points in front of Perez before that. Oh, it's it was unnecessary, but it was alpha. It's as alpha as it gets. And I just loved how... In his post-race interview, like everyone's like, why'd you do it? He's like, I backed in my team. I backed in myself. If I can get an extra point, why wouldn't I? Ballsy. Very what he did ballsy. do, though, is lose a market for many people. Yeah, Which was for him to win and to win by 10 plus seconds at $1.87, which is just great value. And it was on until the 70th lap when he just decided he wanted to go for that fastest lap. And then he still, still won by five seconds, but obviously five short of that uh, 10 plus second lead. Now, uh, another big revelation of the weekend... Ferrari, are they back? 
No. Okay, well... Well, I think, I, I think Austria is a track where it's easy to get caught up on. It's a minute and five seconds in qualifying or yep. a minute and six. Right, the gap between each car is literally going to be nothing. I want to wait till this weekend. Yep. If they can drive well at Silverstone, and they, the car normally does it right there, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll say they're back. But I think one team we can look at and go, wow, they're unbelievable. McLaren. Yes. Now, I feel like saying that unbelievable might be a bit of a stretch, but the upgrades that they brought this weekend, obviously only to Lando Norris's car, incredibly effective. And for them to be P4, mm. like Lando used to love P4, but this year it was like, wow. It just seems so out of touch until this weekend. And it, it makes you think... We really haven't seen any real glimpses except for a few decent yeah. qualifying sessions. Nothing that's really... No race pace. Exactly. Mm. Um, so Alpine, what are you doing right now? Yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to be frustrated as an Alpine supporter considering the fact that... McLaren have turned a tractor into a semi-tractor? And they've been able to turn it over in essentially half a season. Exactly. After being completely at the bottom. And if they both come out next weekend at Silverstone, I think they might even have more upgrades and they absolutely destroy Alpine. Mm. You're going to be frustrated as an Alpine supporter. Not going to be good. Even more. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Alpine... Is it time to talk about this new ownership group that has bought a minority? Now, make this very clear: a minority stake. Yeah, it's not like the Wrexham Football Club where Ryan Reynolds, your Rob McElhenney, they've bought a majority stake. I'm pretty sure they're the ownership 100% almost. It's 24.8%, percent so just under a quarter. Still a decent stake mm. though, and I'm excited to see if we're going to get anything big media-wise oh. around it. Okay, my first question: I have three questions about this move. Why Alpine? Why, if why would you buy a stake in Alpine? I guess, obviously, as a business point of view, they're looking for an ROI. Mm. You've got a very solid team. The Renault Group is obviously yep. very well founded, well structured, going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Like financial difficulty won't be coming to them like you will in your house, etc. Yeah. Um, and they've got potential. Look at their driving lineup. Yeah, you can see a, why mm. they'd invest in them. But obviously, like all investments, it's a gamble and it's going to be really dependent on this next two years to see how Alpine can stick to this core French driver lineup and actually make something happen. I was actually expecting a buy-in on a team like Haas. Or Sauber or something. I was even thinking AlphaTauri. I just don't think there'd be much point in buying into a Red Bull group. And like, there is going to be a rename of AlphaTauri, but no hints, no nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to Toro Rosso. However, I don't think they'd bother. I feel like I think they'd just be a backward step. Did they obviously. mention anything about like a, a new sponsor coming in? I think, and I know this might be a bit of a gamble, and I've seen a few people suggesting it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Afromeo get involved in some way. Really? Well, Afromeo leave the sport. They've obviously got a rich history in the sport. Wouldn't be surprised if they just slide their way back in. Alpha Alpha Romeo Tauri. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there man. you go. But apart from that, I can't really see where the name would go. I think like we have with the Alpha Tauri, it'll be something that we haven't heard of before. Be I think new. it'd have to be... My prediction is it's going to be related to um, a, a brand, like a, a major brand. And it could be... like We've got Oracle Red Bull Racing. Yep. Um, it's not going to be a different team that moves away from, from Red Bull. It's going to stay Red Bull. So it'll be interesting because it's like two different brands collaborating. Maybe they'll be Tropical Red Bull. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. You never know. There might be a new big, massive product launch that they're pairing it with. Because I mean, that's what they do with the Jade Red Bull. Well, to be fair, that's what they did with AlphaTauri because that was the new introduction of that clothing line. Because that's what AlphaTauri is, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Really, I mean, yeah. they sell fucking eight hundred dollar jumpers and shit. So, I guess that could be the future for them. But yeah, like we were saying, it's going to be very interesting to see how this new ownership group uh, actually has an impact on our on our pain. It'd be cool to see if they actually have any involvement further than just a media point of view, because with a minority stake like that, it could just purely be that that they've just invested money in the background, like a exactly. Lewis Hamilton and Denver Broncos type. Yeah, it, absolutely, exactly. Now, obviously, moving on to what we've just uh, mentioned briefly before, uh, Delano Vanderhoff, the young, was it Austrian, I believe? Uh, Netherlands. Dutch, was he? Mm. I probably should have picked that up from the last name, Vanderhoff. Um, shocking, I unfortunately saw the crash, uh, a video of the crash, which was really horrible. Um, mm. Obviously, just in that straight after the iconic Oroge. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was a bit further down, though. Um, yeah. Like... Hugh Bear's accent. I mean, the rain and the fog really didn't help. Well, but that's the thing. And I think a lot, very quickly, people have attributed the crash to those the conditions. Track, the track instead mm. of the conditions. Really? Realistically, they shouldn't have been racing in those yeah, conditions. Yeah, realistically, like, they shouldn't have been racing at all. And yeah. whilst I think the track and, like, you have this blind corner you're coming up. At 300 I, kilometers I also hour. think if there was seeable conditions. Yeah. Maybe it would have been less of the damage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's a very I mean, as soon as you have difficult a situation. obstructed view, yeah. if you will, you're going to be in trouble. Um, obviously, just really, really fucking grim. And it's F4 as well. Like, yeah. these kids are young. Oh, he's, um, he's younger than us. He was born in 2004. Like, that is... Yeah, and... That is gut-wrenching. You shouldn't... I don't think these out. young kids, like, yeah, they need training in the wet, but... Uh, well, would they be racing those well, conditions? When they're, all ch- when they're all chasing the dream like that, you know, you, you have to fucking throw yeah. everything at it. And that's just what they're doing. So Pretty sure it was a race winner as well, or even a, a championship oh, wow. winner. Well, um, he was... Was he associated with the Alpine? Yes. Driver Academy? Yeah, yeah, Alpine. Okay, well, that's really horrible. Mm. Um, should we move on to this weekend? A bit more briefly. Uh, more importantly, the track limits. Track Limits got a free sponsorship for this whole weekend with I the Track not, Limits. The amount of black and white flags I saw last mm. night, generally, I think the stewards had a, like, they got, they like, obviously they got paid and they got their, the people paying the stewards got their money's worth because holy shit, they were busy. They were taking the piss at times, Mate, I reckon. Every 20 seconds, you just look up at the top of your screen mm. and you'd see another like display just going, black flag, certain driver, a black and white, not black and yeah. white, Jesus, black and white flag. This driver, black and white flag, this driver. And then after the race, we even had them. But like, I felt like in the race, they weren't as bang, bang, bang as in qualifying. No. Like Lando, oh, yeah. Lando and Lewis yeah. were going like, Lewis has gone wide. And then Lewis is like, Perez has gone wide. And it was like this whole that was, thing. It was funny as it was just, mm. everyone was just snitching on each other. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when it, when it gets to that point, it just becomes frustrating because you're not actually watching the racing because almost everything they're doing is illegal. Almost it became um it became like keeping up with the track limits. Like you'd have the Genuine. Kardashian aspect, and you'd also have the <laughs> skill issue of <laughs> like good. it was just a reality show. Yeah, and I mean, I think the frustrating bit is when you have these excessive penalties applied after the race which then changed the standings. But mm. like, that is just so frustrating. The science and Lewis, I think it was. I mean, at least the podium wasn't affected. Yeah. But when everything below that is, it's really frustrating. Like the Mercedes flipped. Uh, there's a few more shuffles mm. around. Like, oh, it's, it's frustrating. Um, talking of the Mercedes and them flipping, Lewis Hamilton. Can you enlighten me on like what, what was the big drama with Lewis? Like, apart- well, he's basically just complaining down the mic to the car 
uh, down the radio about yeah. the car the entire race. It seems. Yeah, I did hear him going, and this is undrivable. It's undrivable. It's sliding everywhere. And it just came to the point where Toto Wolf himself came Toto Wolf himself <laughs> came onto the radio and said to Lewis, we know the car is bad, just drive it. Yeah. Um, so I get, I get to that point where, like, I'm not saying anything about Lewis and saying that he's a prima donna or anything, but I guess... When you get so used to driving an excellent car, when you get put in a piece of shit like that, it must feel like going from driving a fucking Porsche 911 to jumping in a Ford Falcon. Like, mm. the, the drop-off must be immense. And you can understand why he'd be frustrated. But once again, I guess it would be... You can understand where Mercedes would be disappointed, where they just want him to put his head down and get it done. Yeah. So. And uh, isn't it interesting? Because Lewis, a couple of weeks ago, was talking about how... He thinks they're going to be competing with Red Bull by the end of the season. He's super, super keen on Mercedes. You have a bad weekend. And it again, it's all stuff like... It just oh, looks improbable all of a sudden. Lewis know? isn't signing his contract straight away. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Well, this contract's going to be interesting. Is he going I mean, to retire? Is he going to move to Ferrari? Is oh, he going to... Well, we've been speaking about it for so long. And Toto Wolf has been very confident in the media saying that they are, they are working through a deal and it is going to be somewhere between the two to three year mark, which is crazy. But it sounds like Lewis is asking for big money. Well, they said it's not even like, they said they're not even worried about the money anymore. They're worried about if he wants to be at the team. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's asking for big money to stay at the team. And I mean, he wants a long-term deal and he wants big money. Now, that's going to be pretty difficult for Mercedes. Like, that's a bit of a gamble because... Let's be real, Lewis Hamilton, everyone knows he's a race winner, he's mm. a champion, arguably yep. the greatest of all time, but over these last two years, we've seen what he's like in a bad car, and he hasn't been setting the world on fire. Like, I don't really think he's exactly driving the wheels off that car. I mean, no. he's had some great performances. It's like he's only Fernando. I think for Mercedes, they've also got to consider, in these next three years, do they want to invest in a driver who's not going to be able to outperform a bad car mm. if they're not going to be able to produce a race winning car or is it worth them investing in a junior driver someone that's been in their academy and priming them for 2026 where it looks like they're going to be able to compete again under the new regulations with think, all the new teams entering I think it's really like you don't normally speak about rebuilding in Formula 1 like you do in other sports like no. in basketball or so on but I think do Mercedes rebuild do they pick up someone like Lando it's, Norris, this Red Bull, someone who's yeah. been linked with Red Bull, like it's nothing. I think, I think it's worth investing. I think you get to this point where, I mean, Lewis was speaking about it and Max was speaking about it in the media this year. Red Bull has stopped development on this year's car. Yeah. They've started development on next year's car. So next year, they're automatically going to have a massive head start. Mm. Then, I mean, realistically, next year we can expect Max Verstappen and Red Bull with a car that they've been developing for over 12 months to dominate again. yeah. So everyone is on the back foot against Red Bull, essentially, I guess, until these new regulations come in. They should just, like, honestly, if I'm another team right and now, Lewis, I'd just Lewis was complaining about it. Lewis was complaining mm. about it in the media, saying how there should be a date when they're not allowed to drive. Yeah. Uh, whether, sorry, when they're not allowed to start, like, a minimum... Development. They have to start development at a certain date. Yep. Now, Max finally said, um, well... They were able to do it. Why is he complaining now? Because obviously mm. during that era, that era of uh, dominance, Mercedes were able to develop their cars 12 months ahead yep. like Red Bull is now. I mean, firstly, Max, you were complaining when they were doing that. 
you look through Red Bull threatened to leave the sport multiple times. There's articles mm. about the Mercedes dominance. So it swings and roundabouts for me. That's yeah. just the nature of the sport. So Mercedes have a difficult decision, I think, because firstly, 2026, I think, is realistically when they're going to be next able to compete for a championship. And from here to then, it's whether they honour Lewis, and I think they do owe... they they owe Lewis a lot for bringing them that much glory yeah. and championships over the last decade. But it's also like, do you just give him the cold shoulder, let him run off and be competitive somewhere else, invest in your future, give George Russell an A-grade teammate who's for the future? Because let's be real, Lewis has only got three more, yeah, he's three, got, four, he's five years until he retires. Yeah, Like 2026, I could easily, like it sounds like it with these mm. two to three years. 2026, it sounds like he's going to walk away before these new teams enter and we have the new development, uh, the new regulations. So... I think there's definitely a lot to think about and a lot to talk about at Mercedes, and I'm not surprised that this contract hasn't been signed yet. I think also what will be difficult for Mercedes is who is in their junior driving program or who in F2 right now is lighting the world up on fire. Mm. And like you've got like a Federer Vesti and like Vashore and like a Wasa and all, but it's... They're linked to other academies. And it's also like... There's no, there's no real star this year. Like, there's no, no one just lighting the field up like a Piastri or so on. It's, it, it's kind of everyone is kind of performing well. So, I and think they will first look to someone like Lando. I think Lando will be their go-to. Hundred percent. And then I don't know Charles Leclerc. Throw the bag at him. Nah. Hope. I don't think. Like we've said many, yeah. many times. I don't think we're going to be seeing Charles Leclerc move on. Um, I think Lando Norris is a sniff. Um, especially because they do love having that dual English mm. lineup, but at Mercedes at the moment, I really won't be surprised if they're just kind of the hand is being forced. They know they don't have a decent replacement, so they do take on Hamilton and give them a couple more years. But you're right. I mean, if we look at the current grid, kind of stinks. There is a lot of drivers there that aren't amazing. They're not setting mm. the world on fire, but there's it doesn't feel like there's anyone knocking the door down as there has been in the last couple of years. Exactly. Exactly, like, you look at... Even the, last year, Piastri couldn't find a seat. I mean, obviously, Ricardo mm. is the, the 21st driver, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he's the next yeah. next in line, but from the sound of things, he's going to be finding himself a drive next year. So that is not... unfortunately. Well, talking about... Well, it's not going to be AlphaTauri, is it? But uh, uh, true. <laughs> It could be Daniel Ricciardo Racing Club. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I'd buy all their merch. Um, <laughs> but speaking on uh, that Red Bull and AlphaTauri matchup, Sergio Perez, uh, quality difficulty. It's one of those things, you know, every race, you look at him, he's won a few driver of the days lately mm. because it's, everyone's been so impressed with his midfield charge. But he shouldn't be having to charge through the midfield. No. He should be qualifying in the top fucking 10. Like, he should be setting poles. Like, I don't understand. I think he is starting issue. to show a little bit of age. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just plateauing. Yeah. And I won't be surprised if he either retires at the end of this year or moves on from that Red Bull seat. I think, I don't even think it's a charge to the midfield. I think he's just sitting there. And, and that like, car oh, is so great. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'll go now. Mm. Oh, that's another spot. I'll mm. go now. Mm. I'll go now. Um, it's it, it just doesn't feel like Sergio Perez has that desire to show up Max Verstappen. And there has been a couple rumours. Uh, Horner made some really good comments about Albon. and On a return to Red Bull? Possibly. Well, technically he's still in their... Um, Academy. Does he still race with the um, Red Bull? I can't remember, but I think there's I think, a really good chance I think that he might be Alex one Albon year out. 
Mm. Yeah, actually, I think you might be right because but, I remember last season when he on his debut season for Williams, he raced with a Red Bull logo yeah. on his helmet. But I'm pretty sure because he signed this multi-year deal with Williams at the end of last season mm. that he might be locked in, and I think he might have left the Red Bull Academy. But also, like, if he, but theoretically, real, Red Bull can buy him out of that Williams yeah. contract. Theoretically, if Lando goes to Mercedes, mm. I think they look to Albon for long term. Well, I don't see anybody else. I don't think. I don't see this. I don't I think mean, there's anyone. I, I've heard Red. people argue that Sonoda is no. He's earned his right to be that have a shot at that Red Bull seat. And who knows? Like he might become a gun in that rapid car. But personally, I think they're better off instead of going for a. Do- like, let's be real. They are in their window mm. of dominance. Yeah. Is it worth trying to develop a second driver alongside Max, or? Realistically, is it better to just try and optimize your point spread, absolutely just rack up championships and your your constructors, and go for an established second driver or someone that's still promising but already has a few seasons where they've showed real glimpses? AKA, I'm just describing Lando Norris here. Yeah, it literally for really me, it's Lando Norris or bust. I think. Well, I mean, the other week they uh, they uh, made some rumors. They spiced up the rumors with Lando chilling out with Max Verstappen. I think off the coast of Monaco. Chilling uh, on the on the Red Bull jet label ski, jet yeah. skis and boat, so and they're pretty good friends. So there might be some fruit. There's some fruits to that uh, rumor. So. I also think one driver possibly. Now this is this is a possible. This would be great. Um, let's say Lewis leaves Mercedes. Where is he going? Don't. I'm not saying Red Bull. I'm not saying Red Bull. But where would Lewis go? Ferrari or McLaren? Yeah. Okay. If he goes to Ferrari, who leaves? Carlos. Yeah. Carlos has been driving quite well. He's a yeah. second driver merchant. He would actually be. I reckon he'd be a great fit because at, he's uh, Red Bull. He's not gonna. He's not gonna beat Max, mm. but he's got quality pace to make it into Q three, and he's got good race pace, and he's young. Well, that's a really interesting he's take because if you remember, for a long time, it's been very, very clearly established to Carlos that he is a second driver at Ferrari. I mean, even the year that they just signed him, they were talking about how they're wanting to prime Mick Schumacher to replace him in that seat in a couple mm. of years' time. I mean. And he's beating Charles right now. So, yeah. look, food for thought. I think it'd be crazy, but... Well, I mean, I think... I've seen crazier things in the F1 grid before. Well, that's it. And I think I've just brought up a point that we probably just completely glossed over. We said that um, Max, uh, that Daniel Ricciardo would be the 21st driver on Mick the is the 22nd, but he's Mick like... would have to be the 22nd. He's probably the first option for teams that can't afford Daniel Ricciardo. Exactly. Um, mm. Like, I could see him slotting into... Williams. Yeah. Sauber. Yeah. Generally. Um, um, but I don't think... I mean, obviously, he's Mercedes reserve third driver, but he's obviously not going to be... Not going to be driving because that for Mercedes. Slotting in to Mercedes yeah. seat or anything. I think if you look at the grid right now, if, I, if, we, if we do a tick or no, mm-hmm. if we go through the grid, all right, there's a couple of drivers that I'm very interested to see if they'll race next year. Yeah. Logan Sargent is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, to me, I need more time. Rookie. I think I need more time on him. I agree. I think he um, definitely. I think he probably deserved. I mean, he had a good race in yeah. the weekend. P thirteen, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he's probably earned himself another season. Joe. It's hard because Valtteri is sort of washed. Well, so Valtteri's another one I'd be looking yeah. at, seeing what his next year is looking like. I, I, I'd probably say. And I think it's a shame that that mm. Alfa Romeo car hasn't been more dominant or. They are the worst car on the grid right now. I yeah, think. genuinely, they're more Alfa Tauri. Like it's. I think. Valtteri could be a... I'll put a question mark there if he stays mm. on the grid. That's mm. just his personal choice. Joe's a question mark whether they keep the money and 
So, Nick DeVries. X. See ya. Uh, see you later. Sonoda. It's just, depends where Red Bull and AlphaTauri are heading. And it just completely yeah. depends on the vibe inside the AlphaTauri yep. and the Red Bull camp. Because mm. who knows? I I don't think Helmut Marco. he's obviously been... He's been very careful this season. Yeah. He hasn't given us as many hints in regards to... He's given us a few two. in regards to DeVries, but not too many in regards to, to Sonoda. Yeah. So it seems like they might be consisting, uh, persisting with their uh, Sonoda succession plan for Perez. So we'll have to wait and see. I can't see Haas getting rid of Hulkenberg and Magnussen. Like, for a team that the is... The only way not... I see them walking is if they both retire. Yeah. The, or one like, of them does. And I think that's inevitable in the next two to three seasons. They're both driving well. The Haas is actually driving okay. They're just Except missing... for the weekend where they had the DNF. But they're missing out on points but they're starting like they're, they're really good at qualifying not really good at staying in the top 10 yeah so i don't know mick schumacher could he find himself in mclaren if lander leaves it's it's a rough take but it's like well it's, it's just i don't know who would it would it would align with their trends of recent uh recent driver parents. mclaren's a really weird team right now oh uh, they're so hard to gauge where they're moving so I think that's obviously they've got a good young core and they're going to have to really try to have to sell this dream to Lando, really, aren't they? And I guess that's what this this back half of the season is going to be so important to them, uh, selling the dream with these new upgrades and showing that they're moving in the right direction. You know what? If if Lando doesn't go to Red Bull, mm-hmm. goes to Mercedes, Piastri, would Red Bull snipe him? Not yet. Really? Oh, it'd be an elite investment, but yeah. we haven't seen enough of him. Who knows, maybe if he gets his upgrades this weekend and just becomes an absolute jet like he is. But even like in two years, maybe. Yeah. We're, it, he's an interesting one. Well, if, if they hold Perez for one more year, Piastri gets another year in that and, McLaren. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they held Perez for one more year. Yeah, no, either. I feel like it'd be a waste, but yeah, just to keep the dominance. I mean, I think we're, we're going a little bit in circles here and speaking a lot of hypotheticals. So, um, Silverstone's this weekend. Is it actually this weekend? I don't know, I just guessed. It's, I think it's this weekend. Should we go? Or next it? weekend. Yeah, let's have a look. I feel like I feel like I should know that, um, but I'm having a bit of a blank. I'm pretty confident it's this weekend though. We've had that many triple headers, double headers, exactly three week breaks. Well, that's why I'm I'm starting to think it could be. Um, Silverstone's a really interesting track. Oh, it's let's look back to well, last year. You get a good race every year. Mm. I mean, we spoke about this with our, with some guests we've had on before. Everyone knows, like it's it's one of the you always get a great race. So that's what I'm excited do for. Do you want to do you want to tell your story of Silverstone last year? No. We've heard that that many times. Seventh and ninth of July. That's this weekend. There you go. Yeah. Wow. That is a doubleheader. Excellent. I'm so excited. Um, always a great race. Bit of a stiff time. It's on, but it's worth it. One of the few races where it's really worth staying up late. I think it's eleven thirty. I think it's eleven thirty start, mm. which is a bit of a stitch up on a Sunday night, but definitely worth it. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I would make a prediction, but it's pretty straightforward. We're going to see Max. Max Perez, win the race, Leclerc. Perez be on the podium somewhere, and then a Ferrari probably up there and about. And I won't be surprised either if we see a Lando Norris or a Lewis Hamilton or a George Russell pull off some home race tax and, and finish in a top fiver on the podium. Yeah. But um, I'm excited. Uh, now, do you want to do a Would You Rather? I reckon I've got one for you. Really? So I've got a bit of an interesting one for you here. Okay. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a big hypothetical, okay? Okay. So I want you're a team owner. Okay. You're a team owner and a team principal and a helmet marker all in one. Yep. So you are Sauber joining in 2026. Now, this okay. is going to be similar to one that we had a couple of weeks ago, but not quite. Now, you have two options, all right? You can take Esteban Ocon, mm-hmm. but with him comes the limited sponsors and you don't hit the uh, 
the budget cap. Yeah. You don't hit it. Mm-hmm. Or you can have Lance Stroll and you do. Who are you taking? <laughs> um, well. Now, don't forget, Esteban Ocon, race winner. Yeah. Lance Stroll has a career pole position. How much money will I have left over to invest in other drivers, theoretically? Like, oh, if I, I pick... Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you a second driver. The, a set second driver of... Oh, this is tough. I'm going to give you Daniel Ricciardo as your second okay. set driver. Um, well, Daniel Ricciardo and Lance Stroll would be a serious team for the sponsors. Well, I mean, Scotty James brings that pair together, doesn't he? Yeah, I think... I think I'm going to take... Um, so I'm, still, I'm still taking Esteban Ocon. Wow, okay. Um, I just think, you know, I want my team to flourish. And if I pick Stroll and he's a fraud then the team doesn't get points and then we don't get like large success mm. because I think we've already got Daniel Ricciardo. So mm. I respectfully disagree. You're taking Stroll. Yeah. Uh, you've seen over the years how has <laughs> have struggled. This is the first year that they've met the budget cap. Mm. You've seen how they've struggled over the years with some pretty gifted drivers. Mm. I'm taking a, I'm taking Lance Stroll because I think these days it is so important to hit the budget cap to give yourself a chance because look at a team like McLaren. If they didn't hit the budget cap this year, and they had that car the first half of the season, they wouldn't have been able to afford these drastic, these drastic upgrades throughout the season. Yep. So I think it's a big gamble taking Esteban mm. Ocon and not hitting the budget cap, and I don't think I'd be willing to take it. Well, I don't think Esteban Ocon is better enough than Lance Stroll to justify true, that. True, true. I've got a question for you. Okay, this will be good. If you are a new investor... No, no, no. Is this, a, is this a, another would you rather we're looking at here? I think so. It's a would you rather. I don't really have a hot take. Do do you want to hold it for next week or do you want to ask me this question now instead of doing a hot take for this week? Maybe we'll save it for next week. Okay, I like that. Well, do you have any uh, big calls for this weekend then before we wrap it up? I think that uh, Yuki Tsunoda Mm. will crash. Oh, I was going to say Yuki Tsunoda to have a career race. That was was generally going to be my uh, Mine was going to be Yuki Tsunoda to have a career failing race oh wow <laughs> one of us <laughs> could be right or who knows he could I just think, rack up another p11 and we'll both look like fuckwits i think uh i think joe will have a career race okay I i'd really like to do. see that you know yeah. living up a killing the ghosts of last season at silverstone where he obviously had that horror crash that'd be immense and i also think that lewis and max will have a wheel to a battle oh he's bringing it back i think i wouldn't be surprised I think Lewis would have to out-qualify Max, but... 100%. That could be interesting. Um, but it's going to have to... Maybe over a blue flag. Do you um, know what? <laughs> I also don't... I also don't think Max will win this weekend. I like it. I, I think, like it. I think he's due. Sergio Perez to win then. No. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, I reckon that'll be about it. Um, obviously, been a bit missing for a couple of weeks. University and whatnot, giving us the long dick. Um, <laughs> but we're back. We'll be consistent now till the end of the year, hopefully. Obviously, we not so it's really really soon until mm. we go away for those two Grand Prix, which is but so exciting but we will spam the socials oh, trust don't me. you even worry Japan and Singapore we will not be uh, we will be as uh, as frequently posting as it gets I'd have so, to bring um, a GoPro genuinely get some Woff Pod vlogs going yeah genuinely yep. thanks everyone for listening uh, Woff on <laughs>